All right, so physically strong, mentally tough, spiritually sound, uh, brought to you by CrossFit Mountain Island. My name is Cody Bradburn, and um, this is podcast number one. Um, the main point behind this podcast is going to be a, a way to kind of speak to people about self-development and mostly in the space of like physically, you know, physically well, mentally well, spiritually well. Um, and I'm going to start off by just kind of talking about my experience up to this point. Um, kind of growing up and how I've kind of moved through this journey of health and wellness and fitness and what that's looked like. Um, so, uh, kind of growing up, I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, a little bit south, down in like Indian land, South Carolina, right over the border. Um, so, grew up in the south, kind of standard experience growing up, just played outside a lot as a kid. You know, had friends, we rode bikes, um, you know, had family that was southern, so inherently, you know, southern cooking, a lot of fried food, a lot of, uh, just a lot of sugar we didn't really know about, and um, growing up, I was always the overweight kid, and I was fat, kind of chubby, I got picked on a lot and got bullied a lot, I had friends that I'd hang out with, and we would eat the same kind of foods, do the same things, play the same video games, you know, and they would be skinny, and I would be the fat kid. And I never really understood why. I, I always felt really uh, unlucky growing up. I felt like I, got, I, kinda, I got a bad hand because I just didn't get it. Um, and that, I mean, that carried on through most of my life. I mean, until I was 16, 17, even at that point, I still didn't understand why you know, I would be eating certain foods. And my friends would too, and they were still the skinny kids. And I was the, I was the fat kid that had um, a lot of self-esteem issues and didn't really play sports. Um, I, I, I have memories going back to like kids like prank calling me at you know one or two in the morning, talking about like how fat I am, just to tell me I'm, I'm overweight, and um, it's just just dark stuff, like just kind of messed up stuff. Um, and that's not something I talk about a lot because it's I don't know, it's um, uncomfortable, I guess. Though in retrospect, it's kind of led to my development through life and it's I think it's the reason I have a lens that lets me look at health and fitness with I don't know I, I think what I think is clarity <clears throat> but that was um that was kind of the, the basic of the basics of me growing up was just you know school not a lot of sports I was kind of active but just diet was trash a lot of games video games um, and then I graduated high school a year early so I decided to move down to the beach to go to a, a university down in um, South Carolina and I figured you know what like I'm about to move meet a bunch of new people go to a new place and I know I don't want to have the same experience through college you know being the overweight kid in the, in the friend group so I decided to start learning about um, health and nutrition and exercise and I give this backstory because I think it's important that other people that maybe are in the same situation as I am, or I was, I should say, um, kind of see that not all fitness or health professionals grew up kind of like in shape or healthy because I think that those experiences and what I had to learn to control my health kind of has, has taught me a lot. So it's not necessarily that people are born into the, the lifestyle they have and they're just, it's like, like I said, it's, like I said earlier, it's not necessarily like you, you got a bad hand, you're unlucky. 
it is actually in your control. Um, so if you know that other people have kind of gone through it and been through it and have found answers that worked, it, it can just reassure you that, you know, you can do it. Um, but then also, I have warned those young parents that have kids that are growing up, like, hey, your decisions are going to speak to their quality of life growing up as in, you know, in, in school mostly. And, and kids are bullies. Kids are pretty mean. But anyways, um, so I moved down to the beach, um, had a summer before I was going to go into school and go to college, and I knew I wanted to get in shape. So I did what any 17-year-old boy would do. I kind of got on T Nation and started reading like online articles um, and talking to my friends. I had a friend that had lost some weight, um, Robert, and he told me that he, he lost like 100 pounds, and he said he'd you know, cut out fried food, cut out fast food. He only, I'll never forget this. He said he, he would only drink water and diet Lipton green tea, the citrus flavor. Um, and I think he, he did, he did it without exercising. So that like resounded with me. So I did that, you know, I cut out fast food. I cut out, um, a lot of like sugary, all my sugary drinks. Um, I only drank water and I drank, I drank a ton of diet Lipton green tea. I remember making my mom go to Costco and buy me like 48 packs and I'd go through those things like every two weeks. <laughs> But I started there and I started learning and reading about just, you know, how to exercise or what exercises I should do. And what it ended up being, what it turned into was that I broiled chicken and ate broiled chicken and vegetables most of the time. I stopped eating a bunch of junk like processed sugars and snacks like uh, treats that we always had available when I was a kid. I cut out sweet tea, which I used to drink like, you know, multiple cups of that a day because that's just a southern thing we do. And, um, Eventually, I cut out coffee creamer, and I started running. So I ran. I started off with just like you know, ten minutes, and then I worked up to three and a half miles without stopping. I remember setting goals for myself, and I would be running along the beach, and I would just pick a, a hotel or I'd pick a building to get to before I took a break and walked. And eventually, I remember getting to like, you know, the end of my running route, which ended up being like three and a half miles, and I was getting to like picking light posts that were almost in my house, and I ended up just doing nothing without stopping. And over the course of that summer, I mean, I went down from like, I don't know, 255, 260. I think I got down to 181 was my lowest when I was just doing cardio and running and eating well. So, I mean, I lost probably close to 70 or 80 pounds in retrospect. Um, and I remember what made me want to lose weight was that I had gone to the doctor's office for a physical before I moved down to the beach to go to school, like to college. And when I stepped on the scale, before, like, I remember... I remember the office we were at. I remember I was with my mom. I remember where the building was in Fort Mill. I remember stepping on the scale and, and like it slid to like 250s. And I had never seen that number before. And I just remember feeling so much shame. It was like a, it was like a, a dark cloud to come into the room with me and the doctor. And um, I'll probably never forget that. And that kind of, that was the catalyst that I was like, all right, well, I need to figure something out because no one else can help me. Like clearly, you know, my parents or my teachers or my friends don't really have a solution for me to lose this weight as much as I love them. So I kind of took it on myself to, to figure it out and, and learn. So I did. Um, and then, you know, fast forward, I went to school, got into some weightlifting programs, you know, did a little bit of sports, um, extracurricular sports, you know, got exposed to weightlifting. Um, that got me into the gym. That got me into, you know, going to Planet Fitness or going to commercial gyms or going to like gyms that are, I would use machines and do circuit training on machines and do different types of like weightlifting with dumbbells and, and Smith machines and cable machines. And I did that for probably 
four years. Um, and I, I, had, I had good results. I got, I got stronger. I put on muscle. I never really got as lean as I wanted to. I never really lost as much body fat as I wanted to lose because I still had like a layer of body fat on my stomach. And, you know, everybody wants abs. I never had the abs. But I definitely got some muscle and got stronger. And I think that helped me when I got into CrossFit. Um, but what I wasn't doing back then was any kind of real consistent cardio or even any real like in interval training. I mean, even that back then, like that was back in 2000, man, 2012. So CrossFit was kind of becoming a thing, but it wasn't mainstream, not yet. And I had never really heard about it. Um, and what I'd heard was all, you know, hearsay and, and uh, criticism from other people in the gym that was gonna get you hurt and get, it was dangerous. Um, well, ended up, uh, I was dating this girl. She was a little older than I was and she was doing CrossFit. And I remember like, her and I go back and forth. I'd give her our time about it because I didn't understand it. And I was just, you know, regurgitating what I'd been been told or heard from other people that went to the gym that it was going to get her hurt and it was dangerous. And I was so ignorant. I didn't even know. I couldn't have told you what CrossFit was if I saw it in front of my face. Um, but I knew it was going to get you hurt because of ignorance, really. Um, and I remember I at the time I was actually smoking cigarettes. So when I quit, when I made a lot of these habit changes in my diet, I replace some of those things with other habits because I, I tend to have a um, an addictive personality, I guess is a safe way to say it. And um, I was smoking about a pack a day of Marlboro Reds, um, and I had plans to go into the military, specifically the Navy, to be a corpsman. And um, I knew that I needed to get in better conditioning shape to go into the military. So I thought I would give CrossFit a try because I knew it was it was um, designed mostly for military people. So it was going to be a good you know, preparatory tool. Um, all right, so when I got into CrossFit, I re I still remember like the like the night I walked into the gym. It was like I think it was January first or one like the first week of January. I'd quit smoking. I put my cigarettes down, um, and I decided I was gonna get in shape so I could be ready for my Navy PT test. Um, and I remember walking into CrossFit S three. I was walking up the the parking lot, and it was in this like industrial warehouse, kind of off the beaten path. They had the bay doors up. Um, it was the the lights were kind of dim, and there was this just jacked dude with his shirt off with a barbell. I think he was doing front squats, and that was Ryan. Um, I think Ryan Noble. So if you hear this, man, <laughs> I still remember the first time I walked into CrossFit. I saw you, and I was like, "Yep, that's a uh, that would be cool if I could look like that." Because he he's just like jacked. You know, he's got muscles everywhere. I didn't even know know he had on our body. He's got abs. He's got low body fat. He's just he looks strong and in shape. Well, I get into the gym, I talk to the head coach, Eric. We kind of talk about how the process starts, how much it costs, what I need to do. Um, he sets me up to do, do a fundamentals to make sure I can be safe in a group class setting. And um, I walked away from that and kind of that was how I got exposed to CrossFit. Um, and what I realized is I didn't know anything when I walked in that gym. I didn't know what they were doing. I didn't know what the exercises were, how to do them at all, or why they were doing them. Um, and again, I'm ignorant, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm living in a world of dumbbell curls and cable machines and lat pull downs and sit ups to get abs. And I don't, I mean, I'm not wrong, you know, I'm not doing anything bad, but I just, it's almost like I'm scratching the surface and below the surface, there's a, a world that I'm just not aware of. Right. Well, that's me breaking the surface and seeing this world that I didn't know was there. Um, so 
you get into CrossFit, you know, I'm, I'm pretty strong going in because I've spent four years lifting weights and then I've spent 15 years prior to that being overweight, which tends to make you stronger than you think you are because you're just carrying extra weight around all the time. Um, and at this point, I'm probably like 195-ish, maybe 190. Um, and I just started doing CrossFit. And I mean, from there, it was just like a, a head-on you know, addiction. Like it was just, I loved it. I, I loved how hard the workouts were. I loved how challenging it was for me. I loved being around people that wanted to be better and were clearly pursuing their health and their fitness um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, a more intentional way than most people I've been around before. I was used to being in a gym and there were just, you know, guys and girls with headphones in, in their own universe, you know, focusing on aesthetics, which isn't bad. It's not wrong. But it, this was different and I could tell it was different. And um, I could tell it was where I needed to be. Well, you know, fast forward, I'm a few months into CrossFit, you know, about six months, you know, I'm making a lot of friends, I'm meeting a lot of really good people, I'm noticing a difference in my strength, I'm noticing I'm getting fitter, I'm noticing I'm losing body fat, all the things I want, you know, um, I haven't gotten any injuries, um, and in retrospect, watching videos of myself, I definitely should have gotten hurt, <laughs> there were so many things that I should have not done, um, but, you know, 2020 hindsight. And I decided I wanted to, you know, I saw how coaches were revered and respected in that gym. And I saw how they were having a positive impact on people's lives. And it, it looked like they just had this, the most amazing job in the world and they loved their job. Well, I decided, hey, I'm gonna try this level one thing. I'm gonna sign up for my certification. And I asked the, you know, the head coach if I could have a, a, a job coaching if I got it. Um, and he said, yeah, you know, you, if you get your level one and you pass the test, you can start taking some fundamental sessions and you can start teaching some basics. And we'll just kind of see how it goes. Um, and you know, I, I was just passionate. I fell in love with this thing, I loved it. It had changed my life. I saw it, an opportunity to help others. Um, and I just jumped into that. So I got my certification. Um, well, not my certification, but I got, I got my level one. So I went to a certificate course where they basically say, hey, these are the basics behind CrossFit. You're not certified, but you can teach CrossFit in a, in a CrossFit gym um, and start the process of learning. And that was kind of uh, my first six months in CrossFit. And now I'm looking back, it's been um, about seven years. And my life has dramatically changed because of that decision to go walk into that gym. Like the entire direction of my life like shifted. Like I was on a road that opened up a door to an entirely different road with an entirely different direction, which is pretty amazing and I'm, I'm grateful for it. Um, and now I own a gym. Um, and I have competed at a pretty high level in CrossFit. Um, a lot of people that know CrossFit have seen the CrossFit games and they, they think that's CrossFit. Well, that's not really CrossFit. That is the sport of CrossFit. You know, you've probably heard this analogy before, but it's kind of like looking at football on TV and saying, oh man, I could never go in the backyard and toss the ball at my son or my kids because I'm, I'm not an NFL player. It's, it's different. It's, it's all relative. And um, I'm thankful to be able to share CrossFit with people that, um, that need it and want to be healthier. But it's not like the games. It's not a bunch of super intense and jacked people that are, you know, trying to be high level athletes. Most CrossFit is 
moms and dads and sons and daughters that have either you know lost their way in their health and fitness and they're overweight and they're sick and they want to get out of that they want to get back to being healthy and fit um, or it's people that are just looking to maintain their health and wellness and you know move the needle in a positive direction versus a negative direction um, because that needle is always moving one way or the other and our actions dictate which direction we're going in why is it important that I share how I found CrossFit um, this podcast is mostly going to be for the members of my gym for me to like communicate with them you know help hopefully um, inform them and educate them about their physical mental and spiritual health and wellness but I also am aware that there's going to be people that listen to this that are not members of my gym maybe that have never tried CrossFit and have probably heard that it's not safe or it's not for them or they're not in good enough shape for it and the goal with that little blurb is to is to shed some light for them to see that hey like maybe to shift their perspective so that they give it a shot because it can be pretty impactful and it's also helpful if you can um if you're new to your crossfit journey if you can kind of take a second and realize like everyone starts somewhere most people aren't just handed a high level of fitness or health like it takes time to develop and just be encouraged to know that like if you're on the path and you stay on the path, only good things are going to come. Um, if you don't trust the path or you get distracted with, with other paths um, or you're skeptical that the path is correct, that those are all just going to be barriers and obstacles to you accomplishing your highest level of health and fitness. Um, so before I bought this CrossFit gym, which is a whole other story in itself, probably deserves its own episode, um, I, was, I was managing a gym for about a year and a half you know, two years. Um, so let's back up. Uh, I started CrossFit at CrossFit S3 down in Indian land, Ballantyne area with Eric White. Um, he was the head coach, so he was who I saw the most, and he was um, fantastic. Um, I had done CrossFit for about a year. I knew I wanted to pursue some sports aspect of CrossFit, like pursuing going to the CrossFit Games or regionals. And at the time, the best gym in my area was CrossFit Weddington with Corey Wharf. He's the owner of that gym, and he's still there. He's doing amazing things in that community um, and they had a team that was going to regionals and that was my focus I wanted to get to regionals I wanted to accomplish it you know make have an accomplishment in the sport because I'd never played sports growing up really so I never really had to experience that athletic endeavor and it was um, I was definitely drunk on wanting to accomplish that so went across the Weddington and I trained there for a few years. I mean, Corey was my first mentor. I didn't know it at the time, but in retrospect, that man mentored me more than um, most people that have been in my life leading up to that. In health and fitness and exercise, and my, he was my coach. He helped me become a better. He helped me become a better athlete, a better trainer. Um, I would. I remember like I've got, you know, new coaches now that, and I've, I have other coaches that I know in the community that are always asked like, how do I get better as a coach? How do I become proficient, like whether they're at my gym or not? And what I tell them is that like I, you just have to watch and learn. Like I, I would sit there at the gym after I trained or, or worked out and just watch Corey coach. I wouldn't say a word. I just sat and listened and watched and learned. And that was the most valuable resource I could have been exposed to at the time was just seeing a professional do a professional job. Um, so if you're trying to develop yourself as a coach, I would try to find a local experience well-respected coach and just ask if you can just be in the same room as them when they do what they do. Um, 
don't try to coach when you're there. Don't try to overstep boundaries. Just sit back, watch, learn, listen. And that helped a ton. Um, so I was there for a while. You know, we can, I competed a lot with his gym. We didn't go to regionals ever, but we, we had a lot of really amazing experiences together, just the community that I was, at, I was a part of. And then I had an opportunity to pursue another, you know, regional team at another gym and take on a management position in that gym. And that was probably one of the hardest decisions I've ever made um, was leaving CrossFit Weddington to go to South Charlotte and try to be a part of a team of like athletes my age that were better than me and manage this this kind of what I what I saw as a, a behemoth of, of CrossFit in Charlotte. And um, it was like leaving a family. I felt like I had like had parents that had helped raise me and then I had to go with this new family and like because it was like the next step for me as I was evolving and it just felt like the hardest decision ever. But I got there and um, you know, competed with some with some really amazing people and trained with some amazing people and the important part in retrospect wasn't like competing, it was all of the time and work we put into the build up to competing. It was spending all the hours together with people that were just really good people that had a really amazing work ethic and that bled over into every aspect of my life. Um, and we, 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 we accomplished it. We, we, you know, com we competed together, we qualified for regionals, went to regionals as a team and competed. We did great in the open. Um, and then the, the following year, I qualified as an individual um, at regionals and we, uh, it was it was just really a lot of work that culminated into one weekend, and I'm, I'm always gonna be thankful for that and grateful for the the blessing and the the experience that I got to accomplish. Right, I got to experience from that. Uh, when I was when I was there, I was I was running the gym. I was kind of the head coach. I did some of the admin work. I coached a little bit, but I didn't ever really develop myself professionally as a coach. Not the way I I wanted to. Um, or I could have in retrospect, but I was definitely developing as an athlete, which you know, which led to me being a better coach because I had more experience, more knowledge. But um, I found out through my mom that this CrossFit gym by my house was for sale. And at the time, I was like, "There's no way I can I can buy a business." Like I'm, you know, I'm 23 years old. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never run a business before. I don't, I don't even have a college degree. Um, what am I, you know? But I thought about it. I came by and, and checked the gym out. Met the guy that was owned that owned it at the time. And I still remember the night I walked in, you know, half the lights were off. There were a few people in the class. The place was very, um, what's the right word? Disheveled, like it wasn't very well put together. It seemed just kind of like a, it wasn't a normal CrossFit gym. I guess I can say that. It was not what I expected. Um, well, ended up uh, a lot of the, a lot of stars aligned and a lot of blessings were given to me and I was able to purchase the facility for essentially its equipment it wasn't really a, a functional business um, it was not producing a profit it was actually losing money every month um, and when I when I bought the gym he had a uh, six members signed up and he was just looking for a way out he didn't really no CrossFit methodology. He'd, he'd bought it from the previous owner from him before him who'd gotten burned out from coaching all the classes all the time. And he bought it thinking he was going to just like have this, you know, money cow. Well, didn't work out that way. You know, um, he really just, he, he dug a pretty deep hole for the business 
and he was looking for a way out before he drowned. And um, I got the gym, six people, and now we're two and a half years in, and we're a little over 100 right now. And we've got a coach, a coaching team, and we have some staff. We've got, I've got a mentor I've been with for a couple of years now. You know, Chris Cooper with Two Brain Business, and we've got um, what I think is a growing culture and a, a healthy community of CrossFit, in, you know, with, in the CrossFit space and a healthy affiliate kind of moving in the right direction. Um, you know, we're all still learning and developing every every day. And there's still a lot of areas that we are working to improve um, intentionally, but I think we're trending in the right direction. Or at least I hope so. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's kind of where we're at now. Um, two and a half years in. I, th I think I have a business. It seems like a business. It's definitely growing into what feels like a more professional business. Um, because at the end of the day, the goal is not to just have a little hobby gym where I get to come work out with my friends, you know, every day that just exist to exist. Um, because those gyms fail and those gyms close down. I mean, there's a reason I'm the fourth owner of this business. And the other guys, I think that though they had good intentions, they, they approached it maybe the wrong way for longevity and they burned out and they sold the gym and it traded hands so many times that I don't want it to trade hands again. Um, now, with where I'm at now, challenges are just evolving, so I'm having to learn how to be a leader and how to run a business, not just run a gym, and I'm having to just grow, and that's uncomfortable for, for all of us, I think, to get out of our comfort zones, because I know what I'm good at. I'm very comfortable coaching, but when I'm coaching, I'm hiding from my weaknesses. And when I hide from my weaknesses, I don't evolve. And if I don't evolve, my business doesn't evolve. And if my business doesn't evolve, we can't pursue the vision that we have for this place and for the community that we're in. So it's irresponsible not to pursue that vision because that leads to what I think is stagnation, which I think leads to failure. And if I fail, I can't help people anymore. Like I want to, like I feel like I'm called to. Um, I don't think that I went through what I went through growing up and had all the life experiences I had not to have a platform that allows me to share that and positively impact other people that, that need it. So when I got a mentor, um, I kind of took over this gym the first, you know, six months to a year, it was just me with a couple of really, really, um, well-intentioned people that helped me coach and stepped in. They were just good friends of mine that I think saw what I was doing and wanted to help. So I had people that helped me coach. It was, it, I think it made my start more sustainable because I wasn't responsible for every single class. I had friends that were coaches that I could trust to be here to help me, which um, was invaluable in the beginning. Um, though I was still running the business by myself and coaching a lot of the classes and reshaping the culture of the gym and the business model and restructuring everything and learning how to grow it. I mean, if I hadn't had help with my coaches, even if it was just one or two a day, you know, three to four a week, it was just, it gave me a couple extra hours a week to grow as a business owner and not get stuck as a coach. So that was helpful. Um, but 
the whole point of this thing and why I took the risk that I did to open this gym is to pursue, you know, helping people. That's the end of the goal is to help first. I want to help people because I know what it's like to not know how to help yourself. Um, and if I can speak into people's lives or I can create a platform that lets us, and I say us, me and my team, help people, I mean, that's what this is for. Nothing else. Um, and it's just to have a net positive impact on the people that we come into contact with. So when you get a business and you talk to people that own businesses, they tell you you need to have a mission statement and you need to have, you need to have values. So that in itself is a loaded question because every time I think about that, it seems to evolve and gain clarity. In some areas and other areas, it seems to get more confusing. And I wonder, is this the right one or should it be simpler or should it be more complex or should it be you know, this or that? And it's, it's funny because it seems so simple and it's just a few words, but so much has to go along with those words that there's a lot of weight in them. Uh, so I would say the mission of CrossFit Mountain Island is to be the catalyst of change that helps to save people's lives. What that means to me is that when someone comes into this gym, they don't really know what they don't know. So they, they know that they have a problem or else they wouldn't be here. That problem varies from person to person. But by showing up here and asking for help, they know that they have a problem, right? So the goal is for this place and the resources that it offers is to be that thing that helps them have that aha moment that leads to them having a different paradigm of their of their life. They make different decisions, they act as a different person in a positive way, they help people that they know and they they are uh, they they become a light in what I would say is a lot of darkness. Um, so that's the mission, the mission statement you could say of the gym. Um, and then I would say our values are, or what we've established as our values are to be physically strong, mentally tough, and spiritually sound. And that's why the podcast is named what it is. Um, I saw that online once and um, it resonated with me so much that I got it tattooed on my body. And it's so that's our mission statement. And I would say that our values align with that. Um, so our values are physically strong, mentally tough, and spiritually sound. Um, and those, I saw that online once and it stuck stuck with me pretty hard. Um, so much so that I got it tattooed on my body. It's on my left shoulder. And will be there forever because I think that it speaks to what the end goal of the human experience should be centered around, which is being resilient, being strong, being physically capable because as soon as we lose our capacity physically, I think that's a, that leads to a, a, lot, a lot of other losses. Um, we have to be mentally tough because I think we're all going to face adversity and, and challenges. And if we don't have mental toughness, I think we're going to have a, a much more difficult process going through life. And um, spiritually sound, I mean, that can, that can vary per person with your life experiences. But if you don't have a, a core belief or a core theme or a you know, a center at which your spirit like kind of works around and works off of, if that thing isn't solid, that's your root and that's your core. And if your core or your root isn't solid, everything that 
comes off of that is is not going to be stable and it's not going to be consistent so how you treat people you care about your family your loved ones your friends how you make decisions how you get put yourself out there as a human being if that bedrock isn't stable or it's changing or it's not consistent no other aspect of your life can be consistent because that's where it has to start and i think that those three things if they can be refined and improved upon regularly by some you know some pretty simple daily practices and some self-awareness and um just a level of intentionality that we all have to have and i think we're all responsible to have then i think that it, it makes us better people and i think that if we can't be a good person for ourselves we can't be a good pe- we can't be a good person or a good people for people that we care about and we have responsibility to them um, so we, i think we have a responsibility to leave the world a better place and if if none of those three things or all of those things are not being intentionally refined on a regular basis then we're we're not living up to our potential and if we don't live up to our potential what's the point of what you're doing right now and so now that we've kind of established the the mission statement and the values um, finally that brings us to the vision and the vision that I have for this for this gym and this business and the vision I've had since before I even took over this business um, is to own and operate and create a wellness facility or a wellness center that you know offers CrossFit, that offers personal training, that offers nutrition, coaching, and counseling, that has a registered dietitian on staff that you know believes what we believe and practice what we practice, and. Also, I mean, this, this is going to be a stretch, but I, I want to have a primary care physician, or like a wellness doctor, practicing within the business. Um, because at the end of the day, we know at this point that most people's underlying problems in their health, the vast majority, are the byproducts of sickness. And chronic diseases which for the most part can be managed and prevented with their diet and their their exercise program and their activity levels primarily diet um, I think the exercise is a is a secondary piece to that um, but it's important because they go hand in hand and I think most people you meet are gonna agree that any exercise program goes along and carries with it a nutrition program and I would invert that I'll say the nutrition program is the more important aspect and the exercise should accompany that nutrition um, or that diet structure but with the vision um, I want to have a big large facility that has you know professionals operating within the facility so it's it's a one-stop shop for people to, to get better and to, to feel well to get healthier I mean to change their life not because like I'm necessarily like all about like oh just you got to work out every day like yeah that's important but that's surface level, you know, like that's scratching the surface. And like I alluded to earlier, there's an entire world underneath the surface that most people just don't ever get exposed to. But I think, and I believe that that exposure to, I think what goes along with CrossFit, which is, which is a lifestyle. Uh, I think the exposure to that just makes people better and makes you a better person in your relationships in your job, in your profession, and how you treat others that you're around with your family or your friends. I mean, it makes you a better version of yourself. 
and it also <clears throat> beautiful you know beautifully makes you healthier makes you fitter makes you stronger makes you feel better gives you confidence improves your biomarkers you know it it fights off sickness and I mean if you go out in public and look around and, and just think about people you know in your life I mean I would argue that the majority that are unhealthy and sick are are likely some of the unhappiest most negative people and that's not that's not a blanket statement that's a generality but I noticed that most of the people in my life that I know and that I, I experience come in contact with there's usually a correlation between how healthy and fit they are and how happy and productive and how high their quality of life tends to be and I think that if we have a an answer to that problem or a solution to that problem I think it's irresponsible not to try to at least help people find that solution um, and that's why I have this I don't know if it's responsibility because no one's asked me to do this but this innate desire to pursue that vision with everything I have with the resources I have available to me which is right now Cross at Mountain Island um, I think that's where we're starting it's a baby it's young but to get to where I want to go I know that I have to do things that are uncomfortable and probably misunderstood um, and that's hard but I know where my heart is and I know where this can go and I've seen how it can how it can dramatically and positively impact people's lives um, and it, it's not the end-all be-all like I don't I'm not I promise like at the end of this podcast I'm not gonna invite you to come over for like a cup of Kool-Aid and offer you a Nike jumpsuit you know like it's not like that but um, I do think that it plays an important role and I would argue that if you have any friends that are fit and, and healthy and that you maybe that you maybe maybe not idolize but like respect for that I want to talk to them about kind of what their perspective is on health and fitness and how important of a role it plays um, it's hard to really conceptualize if you've not experienced it but it's hard to experience and not want to share with people that's for sure so the vision is own a building, have a building that operates with multiple levels of professional services with a singular focus of making people physically stronger and healthier, um, mentally tougher and more resilient and more confident and more spiritually sound. Um, that's the goal. All right, guys, uh, that does it for this episode of Physically Strong, Mentally Tough, and Spiritually Sound, brought to you by CrossFit Mountain Island. Um, I would really appreciate it if you take a second and go into Anchor or iTunes or Spotify and leave a review of the podcast, um, primarily just for your feedback. Um, yeah, like five stars would be great. It'd be awesome if you could give me some, you know, some reviews so that we can start to build an audience. But really, I'd love to hear your insight or your perspective into what, what we're talking about here and what you'd like to hear about. Um, the, the goal is going to be to have, you know, 
people on their podcast that can speak to different topics as far as like, you know, physical strength, mental toughness, you know, the spiritual soundness of their life um, and their experiences. Uh, This is going to primarily be a tool to provide education and teach and then start conversations and thought processes um, for the listeners. So feedback is appreciated as I figure this podcast thing out and learn what I'm doing. Um, And reviews are also appreciated. All right. Check you next time.